Welcome back, Bills fans, fans of the game, fans of football. It's your boy, Jeremy Mountain, here with another episode of Blue Mafia. Bills lovers everywhere, united, you know the drill, baby. We got five things heading into Eagles Week. It's always sunny in Buffalo. And then, on the back end, as you know, we have top five quarterback special edition AFC playoff watch implications. Let's get right out to it. Ryan Clark had something to say about Jalen Hurts and Josh Allen. And you can go check it out on Twitter. But just to lead off here, I've got a couple of points on Hurts v. Allen. Jalen Hurts is a terrific player. He's a terrific leader. I've liked him since his days at Alabama. I was always confused if he would pan out as a passer with the NFL concepts and NFL defenses, but he certainly has panned out. And this in no way takes anything away from what Jalen Hurts has accomplished, but Go check out the Ryan Clark video. Tell me your thoughts. Tell me your feelings. But one thing right off the bat, we get it. Jalen Hurts went to a Super Bowl. But one of my points is it was only five years ago that the Eagles were in the Super Bowl. Winning the Super Bowl against Tom Brady. There's a bronze visor with Nick Foles and Doug Peterson outside of the stadium this Eagles team just broke their long break from title town this Bills team has yet to but the situation that Jalen Hurts stepped into has been a great one and the situation that Josh Allen stepped into was not a great one he has pretty much flipped this franchise and despite it being on the back burner of the NFL, is still one of the best teams in the NFL. So the Super Bowl, I get it. But I'm sick of comparing and contrasting these guys in historical fashion before their careers are finished. The narrative is always changing. The narrative on Josh Allen when he got into the league, despite Ryan Clark's statement on how much Allen has been speaked about in a positive fashion the bottom line is when he first came into the league he made some spark plays but ultimately everyone was talking about how you weren't going to see him fix his accuracy and he did so that was another thing that Ryan Clark had to say that I just want to be clear before he was crowned he was the goat not the greatest of all time but the goat in the corner of the room that nobody wanted. Josh Rosen was supposed to be better than him. So Allen has taken the most of his opportunity, and ultimately the weapons around Allen with Stephon Diggs has been nice. Dawson Knox, nice player. Gabe Davis, nice player, but not Devontae Smith. Not a Heisman winner at the number two wide receiver position. Eagles went out and got A.J. Brown, big, huge physical receiver that the Bills have 
not had since a washed-up Terrell Owens got a key to the city. But Devontae Smith isn't running routes for this Bills team, and he hasn't for the last few years. And that's just one more point I want to make about the Allen versus Hurts debate. Moving on, number two. This defense has been tough, despite all the drama, despite all the question marks, despite all the losses. This defense has battled, and then has been battling physically since the beginning of the season, the first game. Now, has it played a role in some of the injuries that have occurred on the defense? Possibly. But, I was hoping going into this season that this defense would be more physical, and they have been more physical there's been a little bit less and less of the big runs against this defense. They have shored up the gaps. They have filled their assignments. They have come back from losing their top leader in Matt Milano, losing a longtime locker room leader in Trey White. I'm impressed with what I've seen from Rasul Douglas last week. Rasul! Rasul Douglas, three turnovers. We asked for it on the pod last week. Can we get a couple of complimentary turnovers? Is it possible that the offense might be able to start from the other side of the ball, other side of the 50 with a turnover or two, and we got a couple? Rasul Douglas. Great game last week. Certified Blue Mafia Warrior of the Week. Number three. Follow me on X. Jer Seven Reg, but somebody posted a very impressive pull block by center Jason Kelsey, who is arguably the best center in the league and one of the top offensive alignment in the league. And that is, once again, not disputing anything against what the Seagulls team has accomplished. I'm actually, despite his 14 year old behavior, I'm a fan of Nick Sirianni. Uh, his brother, I believe Jay Sirianni, was a coach at Southwestern. I believe he's the commissioner of Section 6 now for Western New York football. But he was a great coach. I saw him at several uh, football camps that I went to as a youngster, and his brother was always really cool. So it wouldn't surprise me if Sirianni is as cool as his older, I believe, older brother. But one thing that I noticed in a lot of tush-push, farts, sneak touchdowns for Hertz and this team, but somebody shared a really impressive pull block by Jason Kelsey on Twitter, and it was impressive. But I caught something in the beginning of the play, and we know how the guards look back at the quarterback and wait for the signal and then signal the center and then the center snaps it. We've seen the head go down, head come up. But one thing the Eagles were doing, at least on this play, was Kelsey was turning his head violently right before snapping the ball. And that's a penalty. That's a false start. I've seen a couple of examples of false starts on some of the tush-push plays. But the NFL really does need to start looking at this because they are one of the best teams in the league and they are setting an example for all football teams. And if they start doing these little things on the O-line to gain an advantage, then other teams are going to start doing it and then we're going to have a problem on our hands. So keep an eye on the O-line. 
Hopefully the referees do as well. Number four, is Shakir our number two wide receiver? I think he might be. Uh, despite the fact that Gabe Davis has had some big games and Joe Brady was glowingly respectful of Gabe Davis's role in the offense when he said last week that despite he had zero catches, he did open up a lot of guys and do his job well. I think it's fair to say that Khalil Shakir is our number two threat as a pass catcher. Dalton Kincaid has been an outstanding player. Just wish he would maybe turn a little bit after he catches the ball. It seems like he's a simulation creative player that just runs straight ahead as soon as he catches it. But Khalil Shakir has proven to be a warrior and a weapon, and he is someone who can play in cold weather. This is something we were talking about here on Blue Mafia very early on was his background in Boise, which can get a little chilly. Not as chilly as here probably, but Shakir is a football player and a warrior, and he can play in cold weather. So I only expect to see his role in the offense continue to increase, and that's awesome because I think he's a really tough kid. Great interview, too. He always gives great Really, really respectful sound bites. Now, let's get to the hellhounds on the Eagles defense. Pretty much everybody on this Eagles defense could be considered a hellhound that could wreck your Sunday. We'll just run through it real quick. All 11, Brandon Graham, Fletcher Cox, Jordan Davis, backing up Jordan Davis's monster Jalen Carter. Josh Sweat, Hassan Reddick, Nicholas Morrow. Zach Cunningham is a guy that I have loved for years. Unsung hero, hard hitter, football player, playing Will for the Eagles now. I wanted the Bills to pick him up. Would be nice to have him. James Bradbury on the corner. Darius Slay. Obviously someone who could be jumping a pass or two. Maybe a double move or two, please. Bradley Roby. Kevin Byard, longtime star for the Titans, and then Reed Blankenship. This Eagles defense is scary. I don't know. Uh, the whole Hellhounds concept every week, if you're not paying attention, is to be prepared for these guys so that you're not scared for these guys on Sunday. But it's going to be tough. This defense is tough. Allen will be tested. Will we see mistakes or will we see happy accidents? Will we see a golden retriever that took a dump on the rug and is sad? Or will we see a golden retriever that took a dump on the rug and is ready to go back outside and play? Because it's a happy accident and it's okay, Josh. Let it rip. It's an NFC conference game, not an AFC conference game. So I say the Bills should let it rip. And... Hopefully we see a little bit more of the personality that we got from new guy Rasul Butler Douglas. Rasul Douglas, 31. Also, Linval, big man, Joseph. Thanks for listening. We'll see you on the other side. It's the top five quarterback matchups around the NFL. Week 12, implications. We got mainly some AFC here. 
because it's getting tight and the Bills need some help. So let's get into it. Number one, Trevor at CJ. These teams, I believe, just played a couple weeks ago, but both teams are in playoffs. CJ Stroud leading the Texans out of monotony and ahead of Josh Allen and the Bills. CJ's starting to throw a couple picks here and there, though. The tape won't lie. He may start to run into a little bit of a plateau, a little bit of a wall as defenses start to pick up on some of his tendencies. But Trevor Lawrence, a guy that has not yet taken off right when you think he's going to take off. The Jaguars fumble the bag and get blown out by the 49ers recently. But they're in the playoffs right now. Whoever wins that division has an automatic berth, and we may see a second berth from that division, surprisingly. Number two, Stafford at Kyler. Kyler looks like Kyler. He looks fun. He looks like he's back. He looks like he didn't even get hurt in the first place. Doing a lot with minimal receivers that Kyler Murray, you know, the older I get, the more I kind of respect what he does on a football field. So I'll be watching pretty much anytime he's playing, and he's probably playing for a new contract, whether it's in Arizona or somewhere else, potentially. We'll keep our eye on him. But we'll have our eye on Stafford because we need some help in fantasy and we need Puka to step up. Stafford has been getting his shit blown off every week and it's unfortunate, but it is also kind of comedic. Number three, DTR at Russ. The Broncos are trying to make a little run here. Apology forms going around for Russ. And the Browns right now are in the playoffs. So as a Bills fan, you need to keep your eye on that one. The Bills need to win this weekend. They need to win a couple of times, and they need a couple people to lose. And they need the Browns to lose. Number four, Kenny Cabbage Patch, Hands, Pickett, taking on Brown Eye, Jake Brown Eye, Browning. It's weird that this Steelers team is doing as well as it is, but it's weirder that they get to play the Bengals two times without Joe Burrow. We will be hoping that the Bengals play spoiler. We will be hoping that the Bengals play how we know they can play despite not having Joe Burrow. We'll see what that team's really got without Joe Burr, and we'll see if the Steelers can score a touchdown, but they have been running the ball well. Jalen Warren on my fantasy team, keeping me somehow alive. And number five, Fields at Dobbs. Not a lot of great games this week. A lot of backup quarterbacks, a lot of bad football. Um, Three out of the four games for Thanksgiving and Black Friday were snoozers. We'll hope for some better ball this week. We know we're going to have a good one at 425 with Bills versus Eagles. But Fields at Dobbs, this is got some playoff implications because somebody's got to win that division Packers starting to come on a little bit Lions are one golf wrist injury away from being pointless but that one's going to be fun because Fields is kind of a roller coaster in in himself and then obviously Dobbs the space walker so let's pick them Trevor at CJ It's in Houston. Houston is pretty wild. I'm going Houston with a big, big win, possibly sending the Golden Visor and Trev back into monotony. Stafford at 
Kyler. I think I got to go Rams because I think the Rams will get to Kyler defensively. DTR at Russ. I got to go Russ. There's something cooking. There's something cooking out there in Denver. And it smells pretty dank. Pickett at Brown Eye. We're going Steelers. Brown Eye's not winning that. Fields at Dobbs. I got a weird feeling that the, the Bears are going to take a little run here. I'm going Bears. We got CJ, Stafford, Russ, Pickett, and Fields. Thanks for listening, guys. Hope you guys have a great week. Go Bales. Love it.